Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's a Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious, and of course, all of the good times in between. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, as always, by my co-host with the 99.9% of the time. 98, 99.9% of the time. My co-host. Otherwise, there's some show guy. Shut up. On. Let me do the intro. My <laughs> co-host with the ghosts. <laughs> Mm, the extremely pale my cardinal i don't know for for a split second like the lighting from your computer or something or there that's what it was it's your tv the tv in the background that you looked very very ghostly and it frightened me for a second so uh henceforth the extremely pale adjective i i apologize you're not extremely pale you're actually quite you're quite uh supple and tanned Kind of ruddy. <laughs> I don't. I don't ever yeah, want to. Well, you know. I don't ever want to call you supple ever again. By the way, that just bothers me saying that. Right. Yeah, right. you might as well call me tasty for Christ's oh, sake. Good Lord, Mike. <laughs> hey, you said that, not me. Anyways, moving, moving yeah. on. How are you doing, yeah, my friend? Good to see you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm soft and supple. Okay, okay, we're done. We're done with that now. <laughs> I think I created yes. a monster. I created a monster, but uh, yeah. we, we got some good stuff lined up, some good paranormal topics lined up tonight. We're going to be diving into the, uh, I'm going to say asylum, but it is also known as hospital. It, it is known by a... a it went not, through many different names. Many changes. different names. We're referring to it as the Athens Asylum, the Haunted Athens Asylum, and then we're going to be diving into, in one last take segment, the Bell Witch, something that we have never spoken of well we've 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 mentioned it but we've never really done a, a deep dive we have. into the bell witch um that, that's including our former run as the alternate route podcast almost 300 episodes of the alternate route podcast still available for your listening pleasure but um yeah we never we never really did a deep dive into the bell witch so i'm looking forward to that one and let me get out of the way mike we do have a patreon special lined up afterwards it's going to be a good one uh change of plans <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mike's laughing already. Uh, you couldn't handle it. We, um, you it, couldn't handle the original. Well, I, thought. Uh, I, 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 I can handle it, but yeah, I, but I understand. Okay, long story short. Long story short. <laughs> um, I, I tweeted out yesterday the promo of this episode, and also the plug for our Patreon episode. And as longtime listeners of the Alternate Podcast know. Ding, ding, dingy, ding, ding. There, I barely heard your dingy bell, but that's fine. Um, 
Mike and I had this ongoing friendly, I'm doing air quotes, feud over the um, over the the historic uh, one once in a lifetime band, the Beatles. We've been going back and forth about the Beatles for, gosh, years. Well, forever. Forever. And, and it's all good-natured. It's good-natured banter. And <laughs> I started thinking about it, and I'm like, man, ah, are we beating a dead horse? Is it is it really worthy of a Patreon episode? I mean, it is. Are, it do is. Think, do you think so? I, 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 I don't know if it is or not, but um, I thought that we should maybe stick on the paranormal well. slash cryptid even though we're sure, not really going sure. this time, uh, just kind of all things odd and weird and unexplained. And so we're going to be diving into the haunted, supposedly haunted Robert the doll. I mean, yeah. I know Mike, you love dolls. So uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and uh, it's Ozzy creepy. Osbourne is a, is a, a not a fan of Robert the doll. If you've watched, ever watched uh, the, show that him and his son jack have done sure. where they travel across the country uh they picked up uh, uh a robert the doll somewhere and it's just always freaks out like, um so like a replica of uh, see, yeah okay. and uh sure he tries to bury it and get rid of it <laughs> and shred it up but jack always goes and gets it and brings it back well, and of course he does of course <laughs> it's he just does. a great ongoing uh thing that's fun yeah, it's definitely it. It has a it's it's a creepy story. It is. It is the the real story behind it is uh it's fascinating and creepy and well worth talking about. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Too. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, time allowing for the Patreon, we are going to do a spirit box session. Time mm-hmm. allowing. Um, time allowing. And I don't see why it wouldn't. It's Friday night. Uh, sure. We're, we're good to go. We're gonna have a good time. And um, well. Let's not waste any more time, Mike. Let's dive right into yeah, some stuff. Let's... Absolutely. Okay, dude. No, no, no real banter that we're gonna do. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? Thank you for for reminding me, because mm-hmm. I I lost my train of my thought there. You my train did. Of thought there because hey, I could see it in your I, yep. like something dripping out from your headphones. Yeah, it went from the right to the left, and then of... and then uh, yeah, one eye went a little a little closed, a little askew. Yeah, yeah, and your left side of your mouth drooped. It did for Dang, a second. Kinda, yeah, I've been trying to and fix it, that. It drooped so low, it kind of scared me a bit. Well, I'm fine. I'm yeah, okay. okay. So I, I appreciate your concern. <laughs> um, no, it. Um, I lost my train of thought. Go figure. I was going somewhere. I was going to ask you a question, Mike, and let, let's not spend a lot of time on it. Let's, okay. let's spend hardly any time on it. But have you watched the Amazon Prime? Beatles special get back no but I have heard about it I read a little bit about it and I must must you need to must see it I just watched the first it's a three-parter okay the first one is an hour and a half long I'm assuming the other two are the same length I don't know but um I you know how I feel about the Beatles Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm hearing Bridget yelling out the side right now. I'm wondering what the hell's happening. I was, I'm distracted a again. Bear, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but I watched the first episode, and I enjoyed it. So I know mm-hmm. you will absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love. And it. I do have Amazon Prime. Yes, you do, my friend. Yes, you do. Yes. And I will. I will say. I will say one thing. One opinion, and that's it. Paul McCartney had fantastic hair when this was filmed. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. And he had a great looking beard too at that time. So it was. Oh yeah, he did. Good. He did for a while. Um, and Amazon prime, uh, not to be confused with 
Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. Easily, easily confused. You know. I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. Oh, is that your joke? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Autobots. Here it is. <laughs> sorry, I, I forgot the laugh. So, computer Mike is going to make up for it. Thanks. Thanks, computer yeah. Mike. All right. Well, that's good. <sighs> Are we done? Oh, I, we have a show yeah. to do yet. But, you know, I did want to uh, relate just a, a tidbit. A tidbit. Um, uh, I had a, a, a bit of an instant last evening. And, well, it was in the middle of the night. Shall I continue with that? And Please do. Such a teaser, because that could be anything right there. A tidbit in the middle could. of the night. <laughs> yes. Well, um, every night I no, get Mike, up with Mike, my... Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you. But no, that's okay. Every week... We are lucky enough to welcome new listeners to the Paranomaly. Absolutely, and I so, love uh, it. Do a very, very brief uh, reminder as to why this is significant, and um, stuff that may or may not have been going out, going on in the your current humble abode. Just to give a little background. Well, you know, it's it's a there are some minor hauntings going on. Here and there, you and I have done some investigating here and have gotten some interesting um, spirit box things and some uh, SLS type things that are pretty awesome. Um, spirit box replies. Spirit box replies. Absolutely. Uh, we, you know, some little uh, Orby type stuff. Ghost cat, Mike. I'm Ghost cat that, that is here that uh, Mary finally saw. Oh, no kidding couple of weeks ago Wait, yeah what you told me that you that was at that, the yeah. end of one of our episodes yes, where all of a sudden right. she had oh i just saw the cat that's right so that happened while we were recording um so new listeners though i'll i'll, I'll just say it real quickly mike has led a paranormal life so <laughs> uh, yeah i just wanted to throw it out there for new listeners and hopefully you'll stick around and you'll you'll get to know mike very well and you'll if you're anything like me, you'll want to start uh, backhanding him with his casual <laughs> nature as his ho-hum nature when it comes yeah. to all the paranormal experiences he's had. Oh, by the way, I just saw a floating black mist in my kitchen. Anyways, that, past that me the steak sauce. That is one thing that did happen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that's go, why I am ahead. the host with the ghost. Very good. Very yes, good. Yes, that Patrick uh, you coined that for me. Yes, but um. so anyway, I have a dog. She's very old. She's very blind, very deaf, but she gets around um, in the middle of the night. I usually get up with her a couple of times during the night, uh, uh, which I should have her in a kennel for her safety, but uh, I have to get a good kennel um, for her. Macy, the German shepherd, is has her kennel, but uh, she won't share it, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this dachshund old girl. um she got up last night uh, in the middle of the night. So I got up like usual. I get her a little bit of water, maybe a nice slice of cheese, <laughs> a glass of port wine, maybe. No, no wine. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I'll put a muscle relaxer, a dog muscle relaxer in her cheese. Well, there you and go. And then put her back to bed. I but you, anyway. I thought, I thought you were going to say that you took the muscle relaxer. Oh, I have my own muscle relaxers. <laughs> okay, go which, ahead. Yes, I... Currently, at, it's getting a refill at the uh, pharmacy that I will pick up on Monday. Yes. But anyway. Mike is essentially a cripple the last half of this year. <laughs> yeah. And getting worse. My legs are affected. And I, it, enough of that. Enough of me. Okay, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway. So I got up in the middle of the night. Uh, did her little routine. Got her back in her bed. Um, and uh, 
went back to the bathroom, washed up and everything, and had the lights off. Uh, I do have like one of those salt lamps that kind of ni- nice glow that's just on constantly in the house. So we have that at nighttime. So you can see very faint, you know, light, whatever. Uh, walking through the dining room and with the lights off, and all of a sudden I feel a touch on my arm, like somebody trying to get my attention. And it felt like a finger, maybe two fingers, just touching my forearm, and that was it. And I knew it wasn't, well, I know it wasn't a bug. I mean, it, if it was, it would have been one nasty big bug. That was a, would have been a massive bug. Yes, feeling it is uh, like the, how I did. So right away, I stopped standing there in the dark in my underwear. Oh, that's and a, a, and a great t-shirt. visual. Oh. <laughs> Yes, a tank top with uh, with on on the front of the shirt. It, it was imprinted with "Love Me." Oh, that's so yeah. great! Now, is it yes. is it a cut off? Did you was your was your belly <laughs> yeah, it's exposed? Cut off, you know, like between my man boobs and my extended belly. <laughs> okay, God, what, a, <laughs> so, what a visual! Oh no, man, alive! No, I, I think I might have been wearing my Sasquatch squatch shirt. I don't know. Did you? But have, anyway, did you have black socks pulled up to your knees? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were actually thigh high fishnets. Oh, and Dr. Frankenfurter high heels. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, Patrick's laughing so hard. Now. Good Lord. Okay. Yes. But go, anyway, go ahead. I digress and I shall return to the <laughs> story yeah. at hand. Anyway, um, so, so, but basically, you know, you, you, you told me this before we started, before right. we started recording. And and you made it very very clear that this felt to you like it was fingers. Absolutely, I'll, I'll have to say you know human fingers. <laughs> I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know what other type of fingers it would like be. Like fingertips, out there. just right there. Yeah. yeah, And like you said, it was like it was trying to get your attention. Like like you would go and tap someone on the shoulder. Like hey, hey absolutely. Hey. And, and that and it was that same, strong of a sensation. Yes, just like that, only on my forearm. And so I stopped right away, and I knew you know I knew right away it was something. To me, it was something paranormal right away. And uh, I stopped and I held my arm out, my hand out to where this happened just to, you know, see, just uh, see if it happened again, see if I could feel anything, uh, held it there for a couple of minutes and uh, didn't ever feel another thing. It was just quiet. Um, and then I just uh, went back to bed because it was late and I was tired. Right, 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 right. <laughs> And uh, which I should have did a done a spirit box session or took some quick uh, photographs or something. And we're going to do of that. Of course, I didn't. We're going to do that later tonight, though. Yes. Yes, that would be awesome. So, you, yeah, definitely make sure to uh, ask, you know, was that you who was trying to get my attention? You know, yes, so, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward give, to that. give us a name of who that might have been. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, so. again, you know, just chalk it up to yet another one of Mike's experiences and. I'm sitting here with yeah. a couple of dogs sleeping at my feet right now. So, yeah, nothing. The too most experience paranormal. you have is like smelling a dog fart once in a while. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and trust me, that's almost that sends you into the paranormal on yeah. its own there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Well, Mike, <sighs> the um, the Athens Asylum. Okay, we're calling an asylum. It's been both named right. that and a, a hospital. As we said, yes. as we mentioned, it's gone through several different yes. names, but ha- not the, uh, but not the uh, Athens Haunted Resort. It's never been that. Never been that. Very good. Thank you for clarifying that. 
uh, you know, we're going to save, uh, we're going to spare you a lot of the, the background details. We're going to kind of dive right into when the, uh, the, the uh, hospital was first opened. And that was right. back in 1874. Right, and exactly. This is in Athens, Ohio, by the way, in, in case listeners weren't aware. Yes, not Athens, Greece. And not Athens, Greece, no. <laughs> yes, it was a great big marble columned building. It was, yes. It was, <laughs> it was a marvel of achievement, that's for sure. But joking aside, pictures of this place are absolutely uh, I fabulous. Know, I know it looks it's a it looks glorious awesome. building. So when it first opened, it is it opened under the title of the Athens Lunatic Asylum and officially began operations on January 9th, 1874. Uh, two years after its opening, it was renamed Athens Hospital for the Insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Then over the years, it would actually go through several name changes, including the Athens State Hospital, the Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, and the Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center. So they couldn't figure out what the hell they wanted to call themselves. So Right. <laughs> it is still going uh, now, but as like they have like uh, uh, an art museum in there and they have some uh, university mm-hmm. type things there and things like that. But a lot of it is left. It is. Still abandoned. Yes. Very, yeah, very good. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the part that we're focusing on is the original building that ran from 1874 through 1993 or I think that's yes, something like that. Yeah. 93. Yeah. I believe that's right. Okay. okay. <clears throat> you know, and to, before we dive into a lot of the, the hauntings, the alleged hauntings are going on in this, this fantastic building with a very ugly history. Uh, we have to kind of give you a background as to what went on there. And one of the main, um, one of the main, reasons if you believe in such a thing of like the negative energy being imprinted on the building is simply because of the medical atrocities for lack of a yeah. better word that went on there the it, uh, like like many right uh, many places across the country yeah it wasn't alone in that by any means which is you know sad but true uh the, but they uh, thought they were doing good it was just that yeah, the technology and the knowledge back then was yeah, at that level. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're far smarter people than you or I could be, but you know, ignorance is a word you can use for that simply because yeah. they did not know. Right. <clears throat> uh it it basically became housed with well, I think the capacity was meant for 500 and some patients, I believe, but at one point yeah. at, at its peak it was over 2000 patients. Right. I mean, it, it just yeah. It was packed to the rim and that's not good in in itself. Uh, that includes Civil War veterans, children, mm-hmm. um, uh, the elderly, homeless. Well, and, uh, and people that uh, had simple things like, uh, well, menopausal reasons or right. or, or uh, uh, women that are going through the change in life or mm-hmm. things or things that just, you know, I don't understand why, because you would think that medical technology at that time would would understand that that's just something that every person goes through yeah. well the, every and, woman but yet they they institutionalize them for that I, that's got to be such a traumatic thing in itself for those people that go through that mm-hmm. end up possibly dying there there's that energy that's going to be good point it's it's going to stay there well even you know uh, it was several of the patients the women patients were people simply going through postpartum depression absolutely you know and they were brought to the 
brought to the asylum. You know, yeah. one thing that needs to be pointed out is a common practice during this time. It's not isolated to the Athens asylum is that the, the asylum slash hospitals themselves themselves offered to pay by essentially patients, take people off of their hands. And if right. so, there's like a family that had yeah. just any random family on the block and they're like, well, Uncle Larry's acting kind of weird over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to haul him off and we'll make a couple bucks. I mean, I'm making, yeah. I'm, I'm sounding kind of flippant, but that's, that's that true. That's true. A, a, a guy that might be tired of his wife. <laughs> right. You know, simply, you know, it's just, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, the, uh, at that time, the, uh, uh, you know, the, how women were thought of as such lesser beings, it was, at the things like that were done. That was, that's, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's a harsh, harsh reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Epilepsy, Mike was yeah, a huge absolutely. reason, you know, and, and probably at a time when they did not understand mm-hmm. epilepsy so much, like, uh, well, my great grandmother, um, she was, uh, uh, in the state hospital in North Dakota here. And, uh, she, and it was, uh, I think she had Parkinson's or something like that. Even that was like in the the forties, mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's it's an amazing thing. It's a frightening thing. No, well said. Frightening, right? You know, it's. Forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I thought that the first patient ad, administered or admitted into the Athens Asylum was someone who suffered from epilepsy, but they didn't recognize it. They didn't know what it was, and they brought her in for demonic possession. Demon possession. And that's... Absolutely. That was so common, Mike. I mean, I'm not saying that's not legit. I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but for the most part... Well, she's got a wart on her nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike's going to be on a roll tonight. I can tell. Uh, He's yeah. going to throw well, me off my game. Sorry. <clears throat> um, what is listed as uh, general health issues also accounted for many uh, admissions through the. Now I'm going to start reading some stats here. For the first three years of operation, 39 men, and uh, let me back up here. Going being admitted through what was called general ill health. And count uh, included, I'm sorry, the first three years of operation, which included 39 men and 44 women. For the female patients hospitalized during these first three years of the asylum's operation, the three leading causes of insanity are recorded as relating to childbirth, change of life, and menstrual derangements. That's a quote there. Mm. Menstrual Derangements, according cranky. to cranky, they get cranky. Oh my gosh, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. According to an 1876 report, the leading cause for insanity on, among male patients was masturbation. Mike, if you decided yeah. to to diddle yourself, you were <laughs> considered insane, and you were going to be admitted to the Athens Asylum. Yeah, you you look at the old records from back then. Cause of uh, of internment. <laughs> Diddly do. <laughs> just couldn't help diddling himself. He's so. got a good old diddly do yep. going on. <laughs> Too many times the diddly do. Um, the second most common cause of insanity was listed as intemperance uh, slash alcohol abuse. Right. And depending on their condition, a patient a patient's treatment 
could range from full care to actually being set free. So, <laughs> um, some of the some of these treatments, Mike. I'm doing air quotes. Oh my god! Treatments. Get going on that. And we have to kind of fly through them, so make sure we have enough time for this right. episode. And some of these treatments included hydrotherapy, ice water baths. Yeah. Uh, just try and think about that for one second. Um, restraints. You can figure out what that's all about. Psychotropic drugs, electroshock therapy, and last but not least, uh, uh, lobotomies. Yeah. Now, <sighs> these, if, if you aren't familiar with electroshock therapy, I'm sure people listening to this podcast are, but it's basically inducing seizures in patients. Right. And it's <clears throat> it was widely accepted as being very effective, mm-hmm. but... Mike, to your knowledge, now talk about being ignorant. I'm ignorant right now. Is, that, is electroshock therapy still used to any extent? I don't I, believe so. Okay, I, I would hope not. Yeah, but I, yeah it's pretty, uh, I don't know. pretty archaic. Uh, you would think so. Yeah. Now, the, maybe, the, maybe to a certain extent in a, on a different level that is a... Uh, um, Maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, something that is uh, could cause the same reaction in the brain, but only done with with uh, with medication oh, okay, instead sure. of electricity being yeah. shoved into their temples. You know, I know. It's, so yeah, it's, it's not 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 a not a good good thing. <laughs> I mean, that's no obviously no, no could brilliant make you bite your tongue. No brilliant take there by any means, but the lobotomies. Are important thing to to focus on here because quite frankly talk about archaic and ah, god dare, dare i say barbaric absolutely um, i mean some they were done by uh part of them were done by putting a taking a an ice pick and going up through the nose into oh, a certain yeah. part of the brain yep. with a hook on it or something and twisting and pulling something out yeah it's horrific <sighs> it's horrifying and eh, the, the the reasoning for these lobotomies is beyond me. But again, it's it's that it's that time. It's the ignorance, and yeah. you hope and pray that there weren't just sick, maniacal doctors there. Oh, who, there you can bet that there were those. I know, I as know. well. But but you know, I think the lobotomies were, you know, uh, done on people that were thought to be. Um, uncontrollable or they were mm-hmm. um you know for whatever reason and that just mellowed them out and make them make them a mindless zombie almost now with the lobotomies unfortunately mike there were lots and there are way too way, far too many patient deaths okay right. and we're getting to some of the potential reasoning as to why the athens asylum is and was or wasn't is haunted uh, long story short, and adds to its sadness, a lot of these patients who did die on the grounds of the asylum went unclaimed by their right. by by their families. They were bur- oh, they're yeah. buried with just numbers. Yeah, you know they they no one really gave a damn. It shows how many people were put into their maybe by families or or didn't have families, and they were picked up and put in there. There was nowhere else to put them, mm-hmm. and there was nobody to claim them or nobody that wanted to claim them out of these people again just think about that focus on that for a second the trauma the sadness Mm -hmm. of not only being sold off 
you know, by families, by supposed friends, just to kind of, so you'd be taken off their hands, have these horrific medical experiments performed around, uh, upon you, you die, no one even bothers to claim you, and you're just simply buried there on the grounds, along with almost 2,000 other patients. Right. That's, to me, is... Ah, uh, what, 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 what's the correct term here, Mike? I don't know what it is. It's, it's a, it's a hotbed. It's, well, it's barb, it's barbaric, but I'm thinking of that. It's definitely a hotbed for potential paranormal activity. Oh, the energy that would be left there. Yeah. That's like, uh, uh, just, just a quick, uh, uh, reference to what I've experienced or where I've been, um, not a real experience, but, uh, when I was lucky enough to go, uh, sneak in to a no trespassing zone in the uh, um, uh, San Haven Sanatorium. Yes, yes. Sorry, I I did sneak in, my brother and I. Yes, you did. You <laughs> naughty, naughty boy. You. Um, but uh, but luckily, we, luckily we did find uh, meet up with some people that were working there, some engineers that were doing some work there, and they actually took us down to the basement. Uh, and they were going to, they showed us and told us a story of way back in the day where um, there were many abortions that were done on patients that were, were they molested by staff or whoever. Awful. And there was one section in the basement where the babies were actually buried. So they took us down there and there was this, this long, dark tunnel that ended in a dead end. And you could see where this, it was like a, it was like four feet high and four feet from the front to the back, five feet, maybe six feet. It was pretty good size area, but it was all made out of dirt. And that's where they told us that these are where the babies were supposedly buried. Well, of course, I just booked down this dark tunnel, you know, excited to do some EVP work and everything. And um, you know, uh, you know, things like that happen in these places, you know, uh, oh, absolutely. It's not uncommon. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon. It's yeah. It's which horrific. is where, I, which is where, uh, we did play on, I think we played on an episode where the recording that I got as I was walking down that dark, dark area where all these babies were supposed to be buried. And I know you had, you listened to it, Yes, but you could hear on the recording, which I did not hear, you know, in person, but it sounded like creepy music playing from like a scary movie. It did. Yep. Yeah. And I have no idea where that came from. I did not hear it until I played it back. That was, but very, it was very creepy, creepy music. Yeah. That was on a special and, episode that we did on the Alter Out podcast. It was, yeah. I think it was simply called, you know, San Haven Sanatorium yeah. Investigation, maybe. Yeah. And uh, now they're a lot of cool audio from that. Yeah. Now they're going to tear it down. It's gone forever. But I did take some souvenirs that for you and I. (laughs) Yes, you did. Some brick pieces. (laughs) Now, Mike, another thing that is. Well, two other things that makes the potential paranormal hotbed that. um, The Athens Asylum. Possibly is. I tend to think it is. Makes it that hotbed that it possibly is. Is. On the grounds of this uh, of the of the asylum itself are several cemeteries. Right, it's surrounded by five very haunted cemeteries. Supposedly haunted cemetery cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Five cemeteries built around 
the, the building. Now, if you had took an aerial shot of these cemeteries surrounding the building, mm-hmm. and you drew like a line connecting right. each cemetery to the next, yeah. well, guess what? Crazy. It forms a pentagram. Yeah. With the building itself right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, Mike? What the hell is going yeah. on with that? It's hard to say. <laughs> It'd be a pretty crazy coincidence. Very crazy coincidence. And also, I believe it is the far west portion of the building. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I believe it is supposedly built on top of Indian burial mounds as well. Right. It. It. it uh, there is uh, uh, stories that these things do go back before the building was put there. Yeah. So yeah. the energy is there. I mean, yeah. we kind oh, of, from the beginning, from, yeah. As briefly as we could, we kind of set the table. Mm-hmm. Now, onto, now, Mike, it's time to dive into some of these alleged hauntings. Yes. Um, oh, and it should be, should be mentioned, Mike, that the surrounding cemeteries are still maintained today by the yes. Ohio Department of Mental Health. So those right, are, they are, yes. So uh, if you want to, you can still, I'm assuming you can still visit those and maybe do a little... Can they we go do there not, and do some, do some, we can't go there? We cannot go there. They uh, do not allow ghost investigations there. No kidding. Um, they do, t- they do tours. Um, and it said that uh, you can ask the tour guide about the ghosts and things that happen there, but he is a complete skeptic and he will try to debunk everything that has been said about the place. I don't work there. But uh, yeah. Sorry. But the, uh, the they did say that, um, <laughs> You can go uh, through the cemeteries and do whatever there okay. on the outside. Gotcha. So. Uh, we also cannot forget one of the main um, sad cases that. Oh, uh, horrible. I hate referring to it as a case, but it's the sad story of a patient there, Mark. Uh, Mike, I just called you Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I thought I heard you call me Merck. Maybe I did call you Merck. How'd you go in there, Merck? <laughs> Um, yes, the, Margaret the, Schilling. Margaret Schilling, yeah, patient um, who unfortunately died uh, while what's while admitted there. I was going to say incarcerated there because it yeah. seems like that's a better term for that. It's like she went missing, but uh, they say some some uh, things will say that she was murdered. Uh, some uh, things say that when the, uh, they found her, they. Uh, discovered that or they they i don't know if they did an autopsy but it was like uh she died of heart failure but mm-hmm. her body her naked body was found in an abandoned part of the building of oh, the building right and her clothes were and she was locked neat, inside locked inside and her clothes were neatly folded next to her yeah that's bizarre yes and, and unfortunately she wasn't found for quite some time so no, well over a month. I mean, it right. was and it was like yeah. it was over December and January to like early December to mid January where you know right. she had went missing until she until she was found, unfortunately, and she had passed away. Right. And it's it's uh, for lack of a better term, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but a gross um, occurrence mm-hmm. from this sad tragedy is that her body left an imprint. Right. I mean, where she was discovered here mike and this is supposedly still kind of one of the haunted areas where her body left this right let this you can still see the outline of her body of her hair because unfortunately over a period of decay your body starts to liquefy 
And uh, from what it seems happened is uh, that um, as it, it uh, this soaked into the floor and it left a, an imprint of her, from what it said is her body and her hair. You can see where right. her hair is imprinted on the floor. Yep. And it can never, they, they can never they get, can't it get rid of it. Clean up. And staff to this day say that they've seen, they have seen, and they have, they do know that this imprint of this body is there in this room and it's still there now. Right. Right. Well, I think you can go see it if we mm-hmm. were able to, I mean, it's still there. That's just a fact. Right. Um, eventually, you know, the, 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 the asylum did shut down in uh, 1993, as you mentioned earlier. I do want to read some of the things, some of these things right now, so I make sure I get the facts exactly right here, Mike, so bear with me. Yeah, here it goes. Uh, Athens Center officially closed 1993, and the remaining patients are transferred to another facility. The property stood vacant for several years before restoration began, and it was then renamed to Ridges. Right. And in 2001, renovation work was completed on the main building known as Lynn Hall. Today, it houses music, geology, biotechnology offices, storage facilities, and the Kennedy Museum of Art, as you mentioned earlier, Mike. Right. Over the years, other hospital buildings were modeled and used by the universities, by the university, although many others still sit abandoned. Uh, abandoned. Right. This finally gets us some of the haunted stuff here. Well, not finally. We've been talking about it the whole time, basically. And the first one we're going to focus on, Mike, is that of the supposed spirit of Margaret Schilling, who we just talked about. Yeah, that's right. Um, as we mentioned, her body print was left upon the hospital floor, but her spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of the room where her body was found. Mm-hmm. And has also been seen attempting to escape. Right. Think about that for a second. That would that to me would is that a residual imprint? Well, you know, I hope so for right. the sake of the spirit of this woman. You know, was she trying to escape? Is this a residual of her uh, playing over and over again, trying to escape that event where she was either murdered or whatever happened? Right. Or is it her spirit that is stuck there trying to escape? Mm, my gosh, I don't you know. Uh, it's It's terribly sad either way. You know, that's a great thing. That's I you know, Mike, I have this I have to admit, I wasn't even thinking about the idea of her spirit still being there and continuously still trying to escape. Like she, it's not it's not a residual, but it's her consciousness yeah. that is still trapped and still trying th- to get out. Right. But one thing that makes me not too sure about that yeah. is that the she is also seen uh, wandering in various parts of the building at night. Okay. So if she can wander the building, you know, why should she not be able to escape or to leave? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. or just, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can be, she can be trapped there. You know, it doesn't matter. She could just be trapped in that whole building. Well, I think we've talked about this before, Mike, but I think we're both open-minded to, and well, let's just say we both believe in the possibility that a quote unquote spirit can leave both, can have a residual aspect of itself. Oh, absolutely. And also still have an intelligent aspect Very of itself. Very true. So maybe Very just true. that 
that aspect of her trying to escape for whatever reason, if that is, like you said, Mike, when she was, and I'm not alleging anything, if she was potentially murdered and she was terrified trying to escape, maybe that Mm -hmm. energy was so powerful that that part is imprinted right there. Very true. Residually. And yet her other intelligent self is still roaming these, roaming the building's halls. Again, right. that's sad in itself that she hasn't moved on. Right. And to, to think, too, that and I don't know if we mentioned this, but um, the death of this woman was actually only so far back as in the 70s. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I never said the yeah. date, did I? Let me see if I can scroll through to find the exact date. Yeah, I just said the month. I said uh, December and January. It was 1978, right. Mike. Yeah, and she was found yeah. in January 12th, 1979. Yeah, thank you for yeah. mentioning that. See, that's why Mike's here to keep me from going off the rails all the time. <laughs> and we both go off the rails sometimes. <laughs> now, you know, Margaret is perhaps the most well-known ghost. Right. Um, that is stuck, trapped in Athens, Athens Asylum, but she isn't. She isn't the only one. There's several other sightings, Mike. Right, there is. I mean, uh, I, it, it ranges from full, full blown apparitions to the classic EVPs mm-hmm. to uh, any sort of audio anom- anomaly. There's the lights, orbs, scre- mm-hmm. terrifying screams heard echoing yeah, down the halls. voices, like in agony, and and it, it, what it said was. Uh, voices of those in agony and warning those that will listen to them. How about this one, Mike? Mm. Disembodied voices and this squeaking gurneys. Yeah, that would be crazy. Can you imagine? Mike's dog is like making out with him right now. It's so. licking my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I the 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 squeaking gurneys kind of kind of creep me out there. Uh, Could you imagine um, walking down a hallway? And it's it's very dim, and you're just wanting to do some ghost investigating some, and you hear that squeaking gurney. No thanks. I mean, I mean it's a simple thing. It would be fascinating. And I would love it, but I would be I I, I would but, be frightened. I'm sure I would be frightened. Absolutely. Another but thing you and I have been in some pretty dark, yeah, precarious, and we need creepy to do areas, it. and we've done quite well. We need but we to, haven't uh, heard a squeaking gurney. <laughs> coming from nowhere and we need to do another investigation like like a like a legit one you know where we have access to an awesome supposed haunted building and we'll work on that let's talk about that later yeah uh more sad supposed hauntings mike people claim to have heard the shackled patients trapped right in the basement basement. who may have died or suffered at the hands of the cruel staff right and just think of that how many how much, how many people were mistreated and, and killed by that that are buried that had no connections to anybody on the outside that were never going to be missed? It's and so staff sad. may have known that. Right. And it's they like, well, nobody's going to miss this person. Nope. And they just took out their evil intentions, their <sighs> gleeful wickedness on these poor individuals. That's just, I don't even like thinking about that. Yeah. Now, the cemeteries, Mike, as you mentioned, they're also allegedly haunted. Right. Uh, supposedly people have seen shadow figures in these right. cemeteries. That's mm-hmm. something that I would, I don't want to say die to see because I don't want to die to see them, but uh, um, no. it's, it's, I'm not being 
I'm not being literal, boys and girls, here. Shadow people in these cemeteries. Hmm, Mike is another, again, another example to new time, first time listeners, new listeners. Mike has seen a shadow person, and so he would probably say, hey, hey, look, it's a shadow person ducking its head behind that tombstone. <laughs> well, you know, when I did see that shadow person, and I, I heard it even, and, uh, um, you know, I was relaxing. I was sitting in my comfortable chair watching TV, and I saw it. I heard it. I went over, checked it out. Nothing was there. I went back to watching TV. Yeah, I mean, what exactly. are you going to do? Freak out and leave the house and, you know, call the police? Well, of, co- <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But, I mean, the fact that you weren't even remotely scared is what gets gets to me. Oh, I got I got up right away and went there, went over to it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I always assume that maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm underestimating myself. Maybe I wouldn't I, be. I would believe that. Yeah. You know, I really would. Yeah. Because as much as you want to see something, you want to experience yeah. something. I mean, I think my heart would be racing with excitement. Oh, I think sure. That's fine. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So yeah, I take that back then. I think I would, I would definitely be interested and I would be, I'd go towards it as opposed to going away from it. I, I believe that, yeah. But, you know, that's basically the lowdown as far as the details and some of the hauntings there, Mike. But, you know, wrapping up the discussion of the Athens Asylum, we kind of hit on some of the reasonings. But what is your, in your opinion, why would the Athens, ha- Athens Asylum be haunted? In your oh. opinion, well, it's it's the deaths, it's the it's the the what's happened there, what's the physical um, atrocities, the the history of of just what the place is and what went on there with the uh, all the uh, um, the whatever you want to call them experiments or or uh, treatments that were. You know, all the way to uh, before the building was put there, mm-hmm. and there's just it's just a, a, a huge list of things that would would cause these things, and it's and you put that whole list together in one lump sum, yeah, you're gonna have some serious issues. Think about think about the the mental anguish. If, oh yeah, if, absolutely. If you know the the trauma, the trauma. Try try to you know capsulize your capsulize i should say your own individual mental anguish think about the time when you were most sad something traumatic had happened to you and try to physically if you could you know like that would amount to a certain amount of this yada 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 and this over here would amount to this over here yada 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 now times that by thousands of patients who have suffered there who have had mental anguish 100 times over what you or I may have experienced. Mm-hmm. That is, that energy is, has to be palpable. Mike, if you walked in there, you have to be able to feel it. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? You know, oh, absolutely. And you know, and you think of this, um, there are, there are, uh, hey, you know, your dog reason- agrees. <laughs> your dog agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's got heartburn or something. <clears throat> Um, but anyway, you know, you think of um, the residual hauntings of what you would see things playing over again, very traumatic things, very, you know, things that would just be horrifying. You could see those things over and over again that they 
you know, there's no thought process there. There's no um, acknowledgement. There's no knowledge of, you know, the, these spirits aren't feeling anything. It's just like the tape playing over and over again. Right. So that's going to, you know, there's a lot of things there that you see that are horrifying, but think of this. There are also spirits that are left there that have gone through these same things that are reliving these, uh, these atrocities and, uh, these horrible things that, that ended up in their, their death, uh, horrifying deaths that is not residual. Mm. That energy is still there. That horrible energy that these spirits are feeling it. They're, they're, they're going through it still. And that, you know, that energy is just going to keep perpetuating through growing. That's going to keep growing. Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's just always there. It's always going to be there. And it has to, you know, when it's, like you said, Mike, and it's always going to be there and it's always growing. And so in a sense, the strength of that energy as a barrier to allow these spirits to move on is growing stronger and stronger. And it's becoming lesser and lesser of a chance for these spirits, these energies, these these people to right. finally be free, essentially. I mean, I, that sounded corny. I know it sounded a little corny and cheesy, but that I think no, that's it's, true. It makes sense. I mean, it's and through no fault of their own. I mean, they're right. It's just the anguish and, you know, the these are innocent people, innocent people. Yeah. Going through this. And and it's just uh, it's horrifying. Now, do you think that do you think the case of Margaret Schilling was purely an accident and she died on her own? You think Mm. there's something uh, malicious going on there, Mike? Well, you you think of the idea of her body being found naked and her clothes lying Perfectly folded. Perfectly folded. Either, either she. Yeah, Mike's yelling at the dog. Sorry. Eating my shoe, (laughs) my slipper. (laughs) But anyway, and I'm wearing it. (laughs) But anyway, um, there's something weird there. Uh, You know, was she murdered? And uh, the person that did this, did that with her clothes? Or did she take her clothes off and do that? Yeah lay down and uh, commit suicide somehow that wasn't detected on, mm-hmm. you know, from whatever, but you know, you think they would have found out if she, she would have poisoned herself or whatever. Is there a, is there a, but, I mean, this, this is a, this is a terrifying thought. Is there any chance that, you know, because the story goes, well, not the story, you know, the case clearly states that she was trapped inside this portion of the building, locked inside. Right. Is there any chance that she, you know, she was a patient there, that she wandered off, she was lost, she was disoriented, didn't know where she was, couldn't get out, mm-hmm. and it was an abandoned part of the building and simply died of heat exhaustion in that building, and she was she removed her own clothing and right. maybe she folded it and she sadly, sadly perished without anyone. You know, I take that back. It's in Ohio. It's in the winter. She did not die of heat exhaustion. Hell right. no, she didn't. So I totally retract everything I just said. <sighs> and she, if it was, if it was an abandoned part of the building and there was no heat in there, she would not have taken her clothes off. Right. Maybe mm. in her disoriented mind, she did that. Uh, maybe. Maybe Ooh, Mike's thinking. she was frightened to death by the spirits that were there. 
Oh my. And in her disoriented mind, took her clothes off, folded them. And for whatever reason, this was something that she needed to do or Maybe felt this was what was needed somehow. to do. But then the spirits that are there from previous, from years or decades, uh, frightened her to death. Because she uh, because in the autopsy or whatever, it did say there was some kind of a cardiac. Yes, exactly. It said it looked like it was a, some sort of heart failure. So, mm. you know, um, so what are the chances that she? But, but the, the yeah, the folded clothes is what throws everything off. Yeah, it does. It just that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with anything else. Well, so. man, you know, we we encourage all of our listeners to do a, a deep dive into the, the history of this fascinating building. Yeah. Fascinating for a lot of wrong reasons, unfortunately. But uh, the Athens Asylum slash Athens Hospital allegedly severely haunted Athens right. Asylum. Um, I'd love to visit it, man. Well, I was just going to say, and, I, and going through my mind was the idea of it would be awesome for you and I to do a 72 hour lockdown. Oh, good Lord almighty. In there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to get locked anywhere with you. Someday. <laughs> yeah. It might get cold and I might want to snuggle for warmth. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, I can't get the vision of you and your underwear and your tank top out of my mind right now. So I just, yeah, I just it says love me. In it. Love me. Yeah. With your socks yes. hold up to your knees. Cut and... Between my man boobs and my extended <sighs> belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stiletto high heels and his fishnet whatever uh, okay well mike we have put the lotion in the basket <laughs> now, now you're, you're going all over the place now my friend but that's fine and you know what reference that is of course i do of course it is silence <laughs> absolutely the silence of of mike yes i think that's what it was called so uh, yeah, we we uh, encourage, again we encourage everyone to do um, a deep dive into this into this fascinating story. Mike, we have to dive into our one last take segment, my friend. That's absolutely quickly becoming my favorite portion of the show. So let's take our time traveling excursion. Let's get that out of the way. We're com- we'll come right back, boys and girls. We're diving into ooh the Bell Witch. Hold Freaky on, Mike, do not go anywhere. Okay, we are back after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Okay, Mike, the Bell Witch. This is yeah, something and, that we've yeah. wanted to talk about, but we've never gotten around to talking about. No. Now, I know that you have personal memories of the Bell Witch story. Do you care to share them, Mike? Well, I read the story when I was a teenager. I had a book a paperback book that I bought that had a lot of, uh, it was true ghost stories. And there was a story of the bell witch in there. And it was each, each story wasn't very long. So it was just kind of a rudimentary introduction and some details. Um, uh, Over the years, I've gotten into a lot more details with uh, researching and everything, but I just remember that it was terrifying and I thought, yeah, <laughs> if this is real, like it says it is, you know, all bets are off for, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, demon. If anything's a demon possessed, I mean, the Bell Witch is as, about as close to a demon as I think you could get. How old were my, you? You know, for what I believe in. How old were you when you read that? Oh, 15, 16, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So you were still impressionable. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but still year, or, you know, just still uh, not years into, but you know, I've had, I'd had, I've have had, you know, paranormal activity in my life before right. that. Yes, you have. But, uh, but this was a terrifying story, especially the thought of it's supposed to be supposed to be true. Right. And that's you know, a part documented of, that's and, a part of the mystery because that's why this is so controversial. Cause you, you have the one section that says this is pure fiction and it's just, it's a, it's folklore, it's legend, and it's, it's just expounded upon and more fantastical layers are added with every retelling of the story and so on and so forth. And then there's other people who say, well, it is based on, I mean, the, this is a real family. These are real right. people. I mean, that this John Bell character did die, uh, is mm-hmm. still unknown how he died. There is some odd uh, quirks about the story. And then there's there's um, modern scientists, Mike, nowadays that have their takes on to as to what actually happened. Really, to mm. uh, the Bell family, um, and I do want to share some of that. Of course, we have to throw in, you know, the uh, all sides of the story. And, it was absolutely, uh, and you know, we'll see. I'm curious as to Mike's thoughts when um. And there is act- an actual Bell Witch cave where the Bell Witch was supposedly residing oh yeah (laughs) i don't don't think i would like to visit said cave um it's you know it's it's there in uh uh, what to see robertson county tennessee yes yes um which later became adams tennessee but um i've seen pictures of the actual cave and to this day now they have like uh bars across where you can't just go in there and explore Mm. so yeah now, as the story goes, it started off in the early 1800s. John Bell and his family moved uh, from North Carolina to the Red River Bottomland. And no, it's not like your favorite type of bottoms, Mike. Don't get excited. It's just the North Carolina. I like big butt and I cannot lie. <laughs> Red River Bottomland in uh, Robertson County, Tennessee. And they sub- settled into the Red River community, which uh, later became known as Adams, Tennessee. Right. Uh, John Bell purchased some purchased some land over the years. He accumulated more land, increased his holdings, um, so on and so forth. You know, he became a well known member of the the community essentially. He did, and he was very successful. Um, now, let's just dive right into it. Let's get to some of the the odds and ends here. Well, just the odds, <laughs> the strangeness. Um, and beginning in eighteen seventeen is that's when all this stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. Now, as the story goes, uh, John Bell was out inspecting uh, his fields, uh, and when he said, allegedly told people, well, he didn't allegedly, he told people that he had allegedly encountered a, God, how would you describe it, Mike? I've heard this described as so many different things, as like a dark, shadowy figure, as like a a dog-type thing, a, a dog slash... How, the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. There you go. I mean, my gosh. And, and he shot it several times, um, and the animal vanished. Now, what the hell? What could, is it possible that was like a, a donkey? <laughs> I think donkey. About, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's in the dark. Maybe, well, maybe it was in the dark. I don't know. But I'm trying to think of someone with longer ears. I wouldn't know. be walking out in a cornfield in the dark, whether it was haunted or not. That's true. That's you get attacked true. by rabid raccoons. Oh my gosh, I don't want to even think about rabid Eating raccoons. corn. 
Ah, yeah. Smelling like elderberry. <laughs> Oof, Dafita. <laughs> elderberry. Now, as anyway, you, um, as you said, it, well, but he shot at it and the thing disappeared. Right. Um, yeah. Now, that was the first documented manifestation of the entity. Now, it could be like a demonic thing. It could be a, an elemental type thing. Now we're we're taking this as true as he, this actually happened. So we're right. we're diving right into the what possibly could this this uh, black mass, this black shape, what right. could it possibly be? And you said something demonic or something elemental. And that's you know like the first thoughts that come to mind. Okay. But then he he uh, uh, he just doesn't think about it anymore. He's just like he. He uh, um, thought nothing more of it. And you're, talking, and, about, and you're least, talking about John Bell, obviously. At least until after dinner, it says here that evening, the family began hearing beating sounds on the outside walls of their log home. So yeah. I was reading that part. Um, now that's what, This is when stuff started getting pretty, pretty weird and pretty right. dangerous. I mean, the family started physically being attacked. Uh, yes, physically and, and extreme extreme attacks and we're, we're talking like severe nightmares we're talking to them waking up screaming we're talking about them complaining that they're that they're yeah their bed posts are being eaten by rats yeah uh their bed sheets being pulled from them while they're sleeping their pillows tossed all over the room from side to side by something they cannot see uh, yeah and i i think i i remember reading about where they're hair pulled and beatings and stuck with by, pins stuck with pins actually there was a time where that i read in this original story that you know years ago that i think it was john bell himself that was uh he started vomiting pins whoa are you serious in the, in, yes in the original story that i read years ago i have never heard of that part of the story that's yeah. crazy vomiting pins yeah how can you do that ouch uh, yeah like here it says hair pulled uh slapped relentlessly uh leaving welts and handprints on the face and body so you know they don't see anything there but it's being you know people being slapped and leaving handprints to the yes they're, they're physically physically attacked to the point of leaving bruises on their bodies um and of course you know a lot of this went along with creepy faint Voices in the house, right? Like all you know, in and around the house, they couldn't understand what was being said, but they could make it out. It sounded like an old woman, supposedly, to them. Right now, what's eerie to me yeah, is it sometimes started out as faint. It started out as faint. What? Yeah, is it eerie. Got crazy. I mean, the whole thing is eerie. The whole thing is crazy. The whole thing is freaky. But it gets eerie is when you hear they said they heard what sounded like an old woman singing hymns. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know why that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. But, my gosh, I mean, what would this entity be doing out there singing? Is that, I mean, yeah. is that just for purely terrifying uh, purposes? Uh, <laughs> just having its way with, um, you know, these these poor young children. It's like, you know, what more can I do to ruin their lives? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but these, these encounters kept getting... Um, Worse and worse and worse, and they seem to start focusing on John Bell's youngest daughter. Right. Uh, oh, there Macy's uh, uh, piping, and she agrees. Youngest yeah, daughter, yeah. Betsy <laughs> Bell, when she began experiencing brutal 
encounters with, again, this physical entity. As you said, Mike, it was her who was suffering from having her hair pulled, being slapped um, often enough that forceful enough to be, you know, leaving welts and handprints, as you said, Mike, on her body and face. So um, now John actually, for whatever reason, he didn't want the story to spread. He decided to keep this, these experiences secret until he finally uh, revealed these stories, what he called family trouble to his, his friend and neighbor, James Johnston. Yep. Now, how about you, Mike? Would If this, going back in 1817 and this stuff started happening to you and you had a family, you had daughters, would you feel like you had to keep it a secret? Mm. Well, you know, if you got to the point where you're desperate and, and you felt that sharing it with somebody that you're close to could could help or relieve something. Um, I think you know, Mike's being, are you yeah, being distracted And just again? to even share it with somebody that they could help in some way to make sure that they, they did, they weren't going crazy in these things and somebody could yeah. witness it as well, which, you know, like the James Johnston skeptical at first, but then him and his wife spent the night at the bell home. Oh yeah. You you're know, talking to, about his friend though. To, yeah. They, to, yeah. To try and, you know, to see what was going on to, see if things were actually going on, but the night started out okay. But once they retired for the evening, they were subjected to the same, the same terrifying stuff. disturbance that the bills had been experiencing. Um, it had the bed covers yanked off. Uh, James was slapped. Um, he sprang out of bed, exclaiming that in the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? Now you had, yeah, you did read that one. That was, I did read that. Um, that. You know, that is the quote from his friend, James right. Johnson. Exactly. Uh, the, the, uh, there was no response to that. Uh, and then the rest of the night was peaceful. And uh, uh, Mr. Johnson explained in the bells to the bells that the culprit was likely an evil spirit, the kind that the Bible talks about. Hmm. So, so there at the, at the beginning here with all this going on and, and he shares it and John Bell is told it's, it's gotta be an evil spirit. Well, which, you know, at that time, what else are you going to think? Yeah, right. You know. Now, and this this voice continued to to grow in strength over time to the point of becoming unmistakable, it says here. I am going to start reading a few because we have to fly through this. But again, singing the hymns and quoting scripture um, and to the point of actually carrying on an intelligent conversation and at one point, quoting word for word two sermons that were preached at the same time on the same day, 13 miles apart. Think about that for a second. How in the, I was about ready to drop the (laughs) F-bomb. I almost pulled the Bridget there and dropped the F-bomb, but that, that's pretty, that's pretty intense and pretty intriguing, pretty bizarre. If again, Mike, this is legit. Now this is where, I mean, this whole story is absolutely fascinating, but one part for me that is very interesting. Absolutely. (laughs) When it comes to, President Andrew, well, not President Major General, but General Andrew Jackson, supposedly, Mike, now there isn't really any solid evidence about his supposed involvement slash interest in this. Supposedly, General Jackson got involved to the point where his soldiers and he, um, I guess, well, you know, I'm just going to read this part here. Yeah. Because we have to fly through this. Um. Yeah, John Bell Jr., along with his brothers, Drury and Jesse, 
Both fought under General Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans. Now, a few years later, in 1819, Jackson had heard about this. Again, allegedly heard about this. That's my favorite word of the night, apparently. Allegedly (laughs) heard about the disturbances at the Bell Home and decided to pay a visit and investigate. So who would have thought? President Jackson, one of the world's first ghost hunter. (laughs) Yeah, there you Uh, go. Now, Jackson's entourage, consisting of several men, horses, large wagon, approached the Bell property. When they were approaching it, their wagon jolted to a sudden stop because it had become stuck in a muddy creek bed, and the horse was unable to pull it. Now, this is what the men thought had happened. According to the story, according to the legend, after several minutes of cursing and trying to coax the horses into pulling the wagon, Jackson proclaimed, by the eternal boys, that must be the bell witch. By the eternal, I should say, comma, boys, that must be the bell witch. Then, suddenly, a disembodied female voice told Jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening. They were then supposedly able to proceed across the property up the lane and up to the bell home. Jackson went on to tell old war stories while his entourage set up their tents in John and Lucy Bell's yard. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's getting kind of bizarre and crazy here because there is no evidence of uh, President Jackson ever having any connection to this legend, Mike. Right. Um, and why would there be? They wouldn't... Well, that's uh, that is that is very true. That is very true. I mean, if he did have any sort of written down commentary or you know any sort of um, recorded, uh, I don't know if this was recorded in any way. Right. When he was running for president, or after he became president, they're like, "Oh, nope, that's going away. It's disappearing. That's going in the fire." Uh, President Jackson, you're goofy enough as it is. Yeah, (laughs) we don't need to be having this. That would have been the equivalent of "I did not inhale." Very good. Very good. That's right. I did not see the bell witch. Yeah, so I get that. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. (laughs) Miss Bell Witch. Okay. Anyway. So, I mean, well, the the story of Jackson is, is interesting enough. But we need to move on. Yes. The bell witch, Mike, continued to disturb the family. However, finally, uh, they, they, they seem to slow down, seem to kind of calm down, te- seem to cease a little bit more after um, Betsy, Betsy Bell, her engagement to Joshua. Now, this we might skip this Joshua story here because that is important because one of the reasons that, well, one of the supposed reasons as to why the Bell Witch occurred in the first place is she was trying to prevent this wedding to happen. She didn't want Betsy to marry this Joshua for whatever reason. Right. So it says here, according to the legend, that the disturbances decreased after Betsy and Joshua's engagement ended. But the entity continued to express disdain for John Bell, relentlessly vowing to kill him. Now, Bell had been kind of ill for a while. He had been experiencing a lot of medical ailments, including paralysis of the face, uh, rigidity of the face, uh, twitching of his face, difficulty swallowing for almost a year. And it grew worse and worse as time went on. Fall of 1820, he had declined enough to, he had to be confined in his house, where, of course, the Bell witch maliciously continued to torment him. 
I don't know how, I don't know why this is considered malicious, but his shoes kept on being removed when he tried to walk. <laughs> I mean, he could trip and fall. And that is very true. That is very true. But he was also, he was continuing to be slapped in the face. He was physically abused by this. Right. And uh, he began to suffer seizures. He also began to hear a very shrill voice call all over and around him, cursing and chastising. Old Jack Bell is what he was supposedly called by this invisible entity. Right. Now, uh, John Bell died December 20th, 1820, after slipping into a coma one day earlier. After his death, his family found a vial of strange black liquid in a cupboard. John Jr. sprinkled two drops on the cat's tongue because they weren't sure what this was, and they thought immediately that this was some sort of vile substance, a vile vial, Mike. Yes. <laughs> that. So let's test it out on the cat. Let's test it out on the cat, of course. Uh, and, of course, the cat died after jumping up in the air, rolled over in midair, and was dead before it landed back on the floor. Then, according mm. to legend, the entity exclaimed, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. So they immediately began, they they essentially believed that the Bell Witch poisoned John. Long story short, too late, the Bell Witch poisoned John. They threw this vial into the chimney and it burst into this bright blue flame and shot straight out and up the chimney. Mm. And so on and so forth. The legend uh, continues, Mike. That is, those are the bare essentials, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Of uh, of of this of this legend, this slash. I don't want to say it's a curse or anything, but before we go into the scientific explanation yeah, as to what this could in, be, uh, what's that? Hearing like? about that. Was there anything you want to add to this first, Mike, before we uh, before we give the scientific explanation and then we round it up with our take on it, our final well, one last take on the Bill Witch? It's just, you know, pure torment and, and evil. You know, no matter what it is, I mean, if it's uh, um, something psychological or whatever, it's, it's definitely... Uh, a horrifying experience for the whole family. I mean, oh sure, of course. And this, I mean, again, there are aspects of this story that are one hundred percent legit. The family was, uh, it it was suffering in any in a number of ways because their dad was sick. Their dad was ill, and if they, whether or not you believe what was causing their suffering, the fact is that they were, and that's just how it goes. Now, um, let's dive into very quickly, Mike. I'm diving. You know, one into... thing I want to do, yeah, yeah, please real do. Quick please, here that, please do. You know, the Bell Witch uh, promised to return over certain oh, amounts of time. Thank over you. time, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, it 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 left and and uh, said it was going to return, and it did in 1828, and then um, it promised to return in 1935. Um, it just kept on going through the decades, and I, I don't know where that ended up, but um, very interesting. Hmm. So I, I, the Bell Witch is something that I'm free to admit. Well, obviously I'm free to admit, and thank the Lord I'm free to admit. I'm willing to admit that I, I've always been familiar with this story, but Mike, I think, has been 
has had more of a, I don't want to say a passionate interest in it, but you're, you're, you're more aware of it and kind of, you knew a little bit more about it than I, I did. I mean, I, did, I was pretty passionate about it when I was a teenager and I first yeah, exactly. read about it. It right. was very fascinating to me and frightening. So I don't, I don't know if it's because of the, the, the innate skeptical nature that's, that is me <laughs> in sure. a lot of ways. It is definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, your persona. But I just, I just haven't really dove deep into it as much as, yeah. I, as much as I would like. Well, it's it's a hard thing to to take at uh, face value, value. At, uh, as yes, a as is. a truth because it's so bizarre and so frightening and so you know just crazy. Now, the article here that I'm going to read as quickly as I can is from the Tennessean.com, and the article is "Bellwitch Lore Spins Dark Tale, But Could Science Explain It All?" And this is uh, written by Katie Nixon, published October twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Obviously, that was this year. And it says, you know, science may finally unravel centuries-old paranormal tale of the Bell family haunting. You know, it's been, the palsy. Going on for 200 years. That is very true because it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been proven or disproven 100% either way. Right. Which always, for me, adds legitimacy to it. I don't, it's the, sure. the same thing with, and even more so considering, uh, like, as an example... The Patterson film, Mike, we've talked about that several times. It's the, just the fact that 50-plus years later, people still can't disprove it adds legit legitimacy for me. Mm -hmm. Now, this is uh, their, the study focuses on Austin P.A. It's P-A-A-Y-P-A. Austin PA State University's Dr. Megan you Mann. say the word, the letter P one more time, I'm going to have to take Sorry. a break. <laughs> Who is an assistant professor of chemistry uh, at, at, at Mike, the Austin PA. Thanks. <laughs> now, she in this article, she talks about her research and subsequent theories on the Bell Witch during a Science on Tap event. And she's here. She says, I'm hoping that people can see this old and magical case through new and scientific eyes. Ancient and modern folklore suggests the Bell Witch poisoned the family's patriarch, John Bell, which we just uh, quickly ran through. Now, man began to research this case back in 2008, and she has appeared in A&E's uh, documentary drama and paranormal investigative series, Cursed the Bell Witch. So she's obviously she's very passionate about this. You know, she's been involved in program paranormal programming about it. So mm -hmm. she's not necessarily out there. She's not poo pooing stuff just to be a poo pooer. Okay. She became interested in the legends shortly after uh, moving to Robertson County. So she lived in the in the in the area. Uh, she says here, I don't know what it was. I was curious, and that's when I started looking into it. It has one of the biggest levels of uh, believability to her is that it has some level of truth behind it, which is unusual for a ghost story. We know that John Bell and his family were real. There are records that these people lived in, lived here in this area, and so that sets it apart from a lot of other legends. And she says that's kind of fun. So, yeah, she's kind of poo-pooing it a bit there, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, Mike, I'm, I'm going to skip a lot of the article here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bore everybody to death. I, I feel like I'm doing it already. 
Long story short, she thinks that John Bell died of arsenic poisoning. Yeah. And due to, you know, where the uh, arsenic poisoning came from? Long-term exposure due to rodent, essentially rodent pesticides used there you go. on the farm. And that would involve, so that would explain to her the facial paralysis, the facial twitching, the seizures, the long-term um, uh, medical ailments. Just because we're running short on time, I want everyone to look into this article, Tennessean.com, specifically about the um, the Bell Witch and the sci- supposed scientific explanation here. What do you think, Mike? Is it all due simply to <sighs> year-long, years-long exposure to arsenic? He died from rat poison, essentially. Well... That's possible uh, that the bell witch could have gotten a hold of some rat poison and poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> so where does, I mean, so does that explain the entire family's, ex- you know, all of their experiences? No, absolutely not. That's impossible. I mean, there's no scientific. They're nightmares. Ridiculous scientific evidence. Their 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 bed sheets being pulled off of them. Yeah. Did did arsenic do that? No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> this this is where I get. This know, is where Mike gets frustrated. I can tell. So there, there's obviously obviously something that happened, or maybe. Uh, God, I wish I wish we could uh, um get more info on General Jackson's uh, take on this and his experience with this in some kind of a record form, but there just isn't going to be, but, you know, cause that was, that would, uh, you know, add some, a lot of legit legitimacy to it, but uh, was he poisoned and everything else was made up uh, before the poisoning or after the poisoning or whatever to uh, hide the fact that somebody in the family may have poisoned him and they blamed it on a demonic witch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so many ways you can go with it. And, I don't and, know. And again, it doesn't it it doesn't explain the the family's experiences. No, no absolutely not. Now, I will. <sighs> I I did go back to the article here because I I I feel it's my responsibility to read a little bit more. Um, Professor Mann believes John Bell was a victim of long long term arsenic poisoning, as as I said. She believes he received small doses of the poison over the course of years, as I said, and then a one large fatal dose the night before he died. She says here, we know that back then arsenic poisoning became an issue, became such an issue that many places in the United States and in Europe where it was happening a lot were actually making laws specifically to punish people who were accused and found guilty of poisoning people with arsenic. Mm-hmm. It was such a big thing they had to make a law for it. As for who could have done the poisoning, man says it would purely be speculative. It could, be, it could have been anyone. The Bell family was wealthy. They had a number of enslaved people on the farm, and historical records from that time show enslaved people poisoning their enslavers. Right. So. But, but you know, arsenic, I mean, and different poisons like that, like lead and well, uh, things that are poisonous, arsenic and lead and th- different things like that were used in the manufacturing of certain things. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 
there was a lot of exposure to these things um, that weren't thought of as something that could kill somebody. Now, could, Mike, I'm sorry for jumping in. Mm-hmm. Now, could this long-term exposure, I mean, it, okay, let's just say that John Bell's experiences were caused by long-term exposure and ultimately his death was caused by one large fatal dose. Let's mm-hmm. say that, you know, unfortunately it's a part of history and it's horrific and it's sad. One of his servants uh, poisoned him because they had had it. Mm-hmm. Now yep, let's, say that, let's say that's possible. How does this still explain, again, what yeah, all his children were experiencing? It can't explain everything. How does it explain the bruises, the pins, the right. uh, the the bed sheets, the bed sheets being pulled from them, his shoes being pulled off pulled off of his feet? How right arsenic does that explain that? I uh, no, absolutely not. Well, Mike, this you know we're running. <sighs> sh- I'm sorry for cutting you short, but man, the, no, that's we're, okay. We're I, coming I, up on an hour and a half, and we need to wrap this up so we have time for a Patreon. Okay, yeah. Mike, wrap it up. Final thoughts. One last take. What do you say about the Bell Witch? Yay or nay? Ah, well, I give it a um, <laughs> a uh, 2060 chance that it's fake. Good math. Very 2060. 80%. <laughs> can't take it to 100%. I just can't do it. So can't you're, do it. So you're saying 80, 80%. This is you, Mike. You're saying 80% chance that it is simply folklore and legend. No, I can't do that either. Oh, damn. <sighs> this is tough. I'm like, this is painful. I, can I see am going to say 60-40 that it's, it's an actual haunting ghost, witch, demonic, who knows what, but there's something paranormal about it uh, mixed in with uh, that's tough, flights man. of fancy. You know, that's a great way of saying that, Mike. That was a fantastic way of saying it. I mean, there's bits of paranormal Right. Bits of potential legit paranormal. Yeah. Mishmashed and embellished with flights of fancy, like you said. Yeah. The, the legend mm-hmm. continues to grow. The part about the kids' experiences and just, you know, it, again, I'm taking their word for it. Mm-hmm. You know, just the bed sheets being pulled off for some reason that's grabbing me. But again, that could be. They could be pulling tricks on themselves, you know. Right. They, you know, and 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 back in times like that, if somebody got a boil on their neck, yeah, which is a common, well, however it happens today with people for whatever infectious reason. Mm-hmm. Back then, a boil on the neck could be caused. They would believe a hundred percent that it was caused by, uh, you know, a sparrow flew into the window the other day. Oh, sure. You know, I, right? I <laughs> get you. Know? Yep, yep. I totally so get it. There's that too. I get it. I get it, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a mix of a lot of things, and and there's a, there is a a, a chunk of paranormal in there. I think it's a, the the great Gary Larson in the, the one of my favorite comics, uh, the Far Side. The Far Side, yeah. I I love the image of the three old men sitting out on the the porch. And the one guy sits there and he's like, oh, I think a storm's a coming. My knee's getting sore. And then the middle guy says, yeah, I definitely believe a storm's a coming. My elbow's getting kind of sore. It's getting swollen up a little bit. Then the third guy sitting next to him says, well, something's definitely happening. There goes my head. And his head is like gigantic. 
<laughs> it's like the yeah, side. that's definitely a far side. <laughs> so there you go. You know, it's like the boil on the neck. You know, something's happening. There went my exactly. head. Yeah. So. Well, Mike says 60-40, and you're leaning towards what again? Fake? 60-40 paranormal. Oh, now you're even... Okay, 60-40, you're positive. You're leaning oh, towards wait, paranormal. No. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, it's 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 difficult still. Okay. So you're essentially 50-50. You're wavering back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mike, <laughs> unlike you, I'll make a decision. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not saying I'm joking when I say it that way, Mike. Um, I can't I I can't get into it. I and that's that's fine, but yeah. there's there's there, there's too much discrepancies going on there. Oh, too yeah, too there many is. discrepancies, I should say. And again, I a lot of it's been embellished. Something odd was happening. Definitely, I don't doubt that. Do I think there may have been some paranormal occurrences? Yes, paranormal can happen anywhere, anytime. Right. Do I think the Bell Witch is legit? I have to say no, I don't. Okay. So Understandable. Understandable. Well, Mike, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, my friend. We have a Patreon to do if you're still up for it. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, stick around, boys and girls. We're going to dive into Robert the Doll. Uh, if you like creepy haunted dolls, you might want to stick around for that. And we're going to do a, a spirit box session because Mike oh, simply had his hand or his arm grabbed by little ghostly fingers the other day. So yes. we're going to try and contact whoever <laughs> did that. So, Mike, until next time, well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, by the way. Um, we'd love to see you at our Patreon page. As we mentioned, we've got great content there, exclusive content, video, audio, ghost hunting, EVPs, all that great stuff, creature features, exclusive episodes. Everything's wonderful. It's worth $1. Give it a shot for one month. You don't have to stay sick around longer than that if you don't like it. Mike, until then, what do our lovely listeners have to do? Every one of you, please go to the back of the theater, exit quietly, and peace out. <laughs>